you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for joining us for HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. And I just spent a few minutes with my new friend, Padma. All right. So I'm so pumped about this. I just spent a few minutes, like, just tapping into her zone of genius. And I really feel like, man, I can, I can sign up for a few more sessions. I only got about five minutes and I'm excited. So just welcome. That's the first step. Just welcome to HR After Dark. Oh, thank you so much, Jada. Yeah, it's been, we've just been chatting for, you know, a little while here and it's just been a blast. So I'm really excited to dive into the uh, essential conversation here. Yes, yes. I'm so excited about this because you are a relationship counselor and a mindfulness teacher. And I think that now more than ever, just in the midst of the pandemic and everything else that has been going on in the world, this is needed. And this, that's the essence of you and what you provide is needed. And I really want us to spend some time just diving into what exactly do you do? And then let's even, let's even talk about, Hey, so why are you on an HR podcast? Don't worry. We'll dive into that. But first off, so what is it that you do? Well, thank you for asking. What do I do? I help people and couples to really come into a space of open-hearted, connected relating. And so if it's in, and you're right, in a pandemic, like everyone's around. I don't know about in your home, but my partner is who works in tech is working in his office downstairs. My daughter's on her Zoom school on the, right. the, next, the next level down. And so we're all just, it's really close. It's really close. And it's not sort of the regular flow that we're used to where you're like, bye, honey, see you tonight. And then they come home and you're happy to see them and eat dinner and hang out and whatever you do. So I just help to discern if there is something, which very often there is, what's getting in the way of that connection and how do we open to that connection? How do we create harmony? How do we create flow? How do we create movement in our relationships? And this goes, you know, starts with, um, partnerships, marriages, and extends to your kids, your friends, your colleagues, because you want to have flow in order for things to uh, unfold. And how I do that is by inquiring and getting you to slow down Mm -hmm. and just really notice what's happening and learn new, um, new ways of being and new ways of communicating. Yeah, I love it. So I can even tell. So I usually talk very fast and I started talking to you. And and to be quite honest, you have a presence about you that's just so calming. And so maybe that's just something that's, you know, intrinsic about the work that you do. But is that, I mean, do you you utilize that? All of your personality, everything coming through, is that a part of the, the tips and techniques that you use? It absolutely is. And a lot of times I, I feel like a lot of what I do is, is be with people. And it is about, I mean, what you're feeling, what you're pointing to is a presence and is, is my essence, right? This is my essence. This is my heart. And how do you get to living more connected to presence, heart, call it what you want, the divine, however you're oriented, is by slowing down and turning inside. 
and really turning inside. So I definitely use this. And actually for me, the most intelligent response to life, be it a personal, professional or otherwise, comes from deep inside. Yes, you're relying on what you know and all the information, but life is not about living in your head. Life is about a, a head and heart and body connection so that you're an integrated human being, basically. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm totally in line and vibing with everything that you're saying. And as it, as it even relates from an HR standpoint is, you know, we think about individuals. This makes sense. We're talking about an individual, but really even employers and leaders have to care a little bit more about what's going on with the people around them. And I like that you started talking about the relationship. So it's not just the relationship of your partner or, you know, the children around you, but it's also the relationships with your supervisor or your team members. And so, you know, do you do even work in that regard to kind of, you know, help leaders, help businesses with how, how exactly are people communicating and interacting and, and things of that nature? Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, yes, I do. And, you know, sometimes somebody comes to me, personally, and we're also working, so they're working on, you know, issues from their childhood and whatnot. And then this will impact once we dive into it and move through things and they start to relax and connect into who they are versus, you know, being run by their past, then they have actually more skill. They cultivate more skill for how do I relate to the people at my work? So for instance, in a partnership, right? You, if you just start with the partnership model, since I have written this book that was published this past August called Being Together, Practical Wisdom for Loving Yourself and Your Partner, which I want to also just say yeah. this, thank you. This whole thing starts with loving yourself, feeling good about yourself. And this directly translates to business, right? Because if you're coming from a place of feeling good in yourself and being relaxed, your communication is going to come from there. You're not coming from a place of being anxious or tearing yourself down, you know, and the inner critic run wild. You're coming from a place of, I feel good about myself. And so I'm going to speak to you from there. And I'm going to invite you to relax. And we know that when people feel kind of relaxed and at ease, not that they're, you know, chilling on the break room couch or whatever, or their own couch, since we're, most of us <laughs> are working from home right now, but, but you're, you're at ease in your system. You're actually more productive. So the way you relate to yourself and the way you relate to your colleagues, people that you work with is going to have everything to do with productivity and, you know, staying power. Mm -hmm. And also just that you want to live. And it's interesting. My partner was just talking about this and in the work environment that he's presently in, it's, there's not a lot of gratitude going around. There's not a lot mm -hmm. of appreciation. And that's one of the foundational things in any relationship, which of course, in a professional context, if you're giving a lot of appreciation and encouragement, mm -hmm. your people are going to love it. They're going to be happy Absolutely. and they'll be happy to do their work and do more work. Yes. I would like to, the only comment I would like to add is authentic, yes. authentic appreciation and yes. gratitude. Yes. Absolutely. To, yeah. It has to come from a place. It cannot be something that, you know, is obviously made up or, and, and you know, people are just smart, right? There's a yeah. level of insightfulness where we can tell when someone's being genuine. And I think that that's the only caveat that I put out there. Mm -hmm. We have to spread 
you know, um, gratitude and thankfulness. And it can be so simple. It doesn't have to be a large gesture. It can be very simple, but it does need to come from the, from a place of good intent. Yes, I agree 100%. And that's when, you know, if you have, and, and a lot of times, uh, I, years, many years ago, I ran a nonprofit foundation. And I would start all of my team meetings, you know, like our Monday staff meeting and all my meetings actually with just a minute of silence, a little bit of breathing, just so people can slow down because they can be more present and then they can communicate more clearly, relate more authentically because they're not afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. If somebody's out there who's maybe thinking through what they're going to say before they say it, I I'm aware of this pattern that many people have. They rehearse. If you're a rehearser, like you don't have to rehearse. What, what's useful is if you come from your heart and let the words, let the intelligence flow outward. This is perfect. This is perfect for the remote workplace because a lot of times right now, the, the reality of it, we make jokes and there's memes where... It's like, you know, I, my commute now is like the bedroom next door and I'm still late for work. Well, well, and I, and I, you know, as an HR professional, I do not support um, tardiness. So accountability is everything of attendance. But Definitely. what I'm saying is what's happening is like you're having to, to manage, like, you know, putting your kids out of the room and trying to get into position to, you know, mm -hmm. mentally, physically work. And mm -hmm. imagine, imagine if you're able to show up in the midst of all of this that's going on around you and you as the leader would say, all right, we're going to start with a minute of breathing and silence. That, imagine how that would shift and change someone's perspective and mindset for that entire mm -hmm. meeting. Absolutely. It wow. does. It really does. And honestly, in all my work with, with couples, with individuals, with groups, I always start with a moment of silence because honestly, what's going to come out if we don't at least pause a little bit is not that useful, <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> because we're just unwinding, you know, at least that minute gives you time to arrive, arrive in the present and trust, trust and arrive in the present and relate from there, mm -hmm. you know, and with that and from there, of course, you're going to be authentically grateful. You're not going to, you're not going to be yeah. like pretending, pretending happens in our heads. You're absolutely right. Authenticity right. comes from the heart. I have so many questions for you. I really like, I'm like debating right now, being in this moment, asking you, because I mean, even the idea that you, you just gave us, I mean, it's a thousand dollar idea. Let's just keep this rolling. We'll be, we'll yeah. be up to the next time we're done. I like it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy, happy to share what I know. No, it, it, that's perfect. But I'm curious in the midst of everything, like what, what tips, what other tips would you give to employers and I want to tack on to that to, you know, to really help their employees with either level of mindfulness or how to incorporate that, incorporate that in small ways throughout their day. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. And it's important. So aside from starting your meetings with silence, you could actually have the people on your team set alarms on their phones to go off, say, I would say at least three times during the workday. And during those times, what do you do? You pause, you reset, 
because oftentimes people are just working, working, working. You forget to eat. You forget to drink water. You forget you need to stretch. You know, there's all these things. So it's like it's this time of reset. So I would incorporate reset moments into the day and really one minute or three minutes if I'm suggesting three times, which I am, three minutes of them pausing is going to be a game changer. It's really a game changer. So I would say definitely pausing in the group and pausing individually are wonderful things to do. And I would suggest also incorporating a practice. This is this is a thousand, maybe a two thousand dollar idea right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you can use this in any relationship, which is to slow down and receive what someone has said. Because very often someone says something and you just like pile right on top of it your idea, right? It's like playing catch. If somebody throws you the ball, you need to catch it before you toss it back. So so that requires listening. I mean, this is kind of an active listening practice and it doesn't have to be a big deal because people want to also feel, they want to feel appreciated. They want to feel acknowledged, right? So there's acknowledgement, there's some validation, even the validation being, I heard you. Wow, thank you for that idea. That makes a lot of sense to me. Before you say, well, what I was going to say is, because if you just come roll, steamroll in with, well, well, this is, yeah, right, and boom, mm-hmm. it, it kind of erases it. And so that's just not as satisfying. It's not a very satisfying way of relating. And people are not going to feel seen and heard, which is really what people need in relating is to feel seen and heard. Absolutely. I really, I appreciate this, this point because, you know, right now I have clients that really struggle with, oh my goodness, there's so much going on in the world. I don't want to hold my team accountable or coach my employee, give them constructive feedback. Mm. And you know, so, so we as HRs are having to, to help a bit more those types mm-hmm. of constructive conversations. I like to also call them seek to understand. So whenever I give the advice of seeking to understand, sometimes leaders miss the understanding aspect and trying to ask the question, but actually look for the answer and listen. We may have, we may have a script. We may be as HRs, we're picking a script, but we really are genuinely looking for what is the rationale sometimes of the behavior, sometimes of uh, the action, whatever has occurred and actually listening. And then to the employee, if you're getting feedback, it's listening also about what is the feedback and trying to let that resonate with you, let it marinate. So I like yes. that pause. Yes. And it, as you can see, it, it flows so well into the workplace. This isn't it just does. an individual thing. One thing that we, we talked about is just like, how does this even flow into HR? But then also, I mean, it is mindfulness and the techniques that you offer and the tips that you offer are so valuable now more than ever. And I think that there is a level of open-mindedness because, listen, we're all in some kind of boat together where there's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we, we need to identify the level of self-care that we're, need, we're needing and then also kind of looking through and saying, okay, uh, listen, I'm struggling on a different level. Let me try this. Mm-hmm. But now... I think companies and leaders are struggling more than ever. But now is the time. Like I, I get excited about this part is the fact that we as leaders are really more willing to try and also care about our employees and the mm. situations that are occurring in their lives. 
So really mm-hmm. what you're doing, like I view you as even coming in from a, an employee assistance, you know, perspective, or even like as a, a coach and a workshop leader and really helping to just, I don't know, share your presence, infiltrate your ideas and tips and, and share all that with, with the leaders and, and the employees that are really craving this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I am completely available to do that. And I feel like it, it would be very helpful. It would really shift things. And I heard you say something about, you know, the hard conversations, having the hard conversations and, you know, leaders not wanting to push their employees or hold them accountable because the level of stress in the world is uh, out of control. So, you know, I think that it's important to be able to have those conversations. That's how you also keep the space of communication between you clear. Because if you don't have those hard conversations, things just start to stack up one on top of the other and resentments can build. So it's important to have the conversations at the right time and in the right way. And something I'd like to say is that you want to have at least five times as many communications that are positive, that are Mm. encouraging, that are appreciative, that are acknowledging versus it's five to one. And then one, one out of five, then you say, because then that seeds the ground with goodness in a way, right? It's like when you have a garden, you got to put all this good compost and whatever, you know, all the things you put in, and then you can actually, things will grow that are positive. And then if there's, you know, a little bit of a drought or a little bit of this or some little, you know, bugs come and eat your tomatoes, like it's okay because there's enough. <laughs> goodness, there's enough bounty in the garden already. So you want to cultivate this garden of goodness in your workplace. Because people spend a lot of time at work, right? Mm-hmm. People working in business, you're spending what, eight, 10 hours a day work or more <laughs> for some people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really want to enjoy that and be living living in goodness. So having these conversations in inside having the hard conversations inside of the garden of goodness that you've seeded and this is something you can do it starts with doing it with yourself right that's another thing that employers can teach their employees is self-recognition you complete yes. a task and you're like yay i completed that task and you go outside and you put your face in the sun for five minutes and you breathe and you say yay or you get up and you make yourself, you know, a cup of tea or whatever you whatever you do to celebrate. So celebration, self-acknowledgement, because the more I acknowledge myself, the more I'm going to acknowledge you naturally. Because of what I'm doing inside, I'm doing outside. Ah, that's, no, this is perfect. Actually, I used to get picked on when I was HR at, a, at a, another company. I would do self-high fives all the time. I was like, I just Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Come on. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and that's, I like this self-recognition. And I think that, yeah, yeah businesses and employers didn't really incorporate that. And just my wheels are spinning from the HR perspective, but these are all, I mean, so many good tips, so many things that I could literally talk to you for hours and probably grab a glass of wine and it just wouldn't be. A- <laughs> <laughs> well, sometime let, let's definitely do it, you know, and just like have a brain dump download kind of conversation. And I'm open. If you have any other, you know, questions that pertain to HR, feel free. Absolutely. Well, I do want to, 
I do want to say this for our listeners. I know that probably after hearing this, you know, you all are going to you know, call to run the call, email, these good things. But wait, wait, I want to say this to the, I know that I have clients that will probably listen to this and be like, okay, so you just spent like 30 minutes talking about breathing and giving yourself, you know, high fives and all this warm and fuzzy stuff. Okay, well, we have a business to run. How is this really going to impact the bottom line and all this other stuff? So I will say this. I would say that, yes, I'm HR. Of course, I'm saying this, but it's going to help an individual from a standpoint of they're going, you even mentioned this, they're going to improve their level of productivity, the level of Mm -hmm. engagement, they're going to reduce absenteeism, right? right. And Mm -hmm. I mean, these are all the, the business impacting type of results that you're you're going to see after doing the things that and the tips and tricks that you're suggesting. So you are, you know, planting the seeds. <laughs> not to, not Great. Point, you really <laughs> are. And really reducing turnover. I think that as, you know, the mindset will shift, employers will continue to shift and realize that these are the types of things that we need to do for ourselves, but also mm-hmm. in taking care of our employees. And then mm-hmm. guess what? If you take care of your employees, they're going to take care of your clients or customers. They're going to take care of the business. And it's kind of like, and I'll give you this example. I give my team unlimited time off and mm. I get so much pushback on that, right? From just different colleagues, peers. And they're like, what in the world are you thinking? And I'm like, guess what? I have to force my team to take time off. I'm not, that's not originally what I sought to do. I actually really just wanted to support the fact mm-hmm. that we're not having a work-life balance. We really just, we need a work-life integration. I want to be a part. I want them to enjoy work, but also to enjoy their lives. And so I'm like, wait a second. Well, now I have to force you to take time off. So that's <laughs> like, again, one of the ways of really like taking care of your employees. So enough about me, more about you. How do our listeners get in touch with you? Oh, thank you. And I love that. I love that you give your employees just unlimited time off and they want to show up right? Because they feel that they're valued. They feel that they're appreciated. So they want to contribute, right? It's about recognize when you recognize somebody, I'm just adding on to that. When you recognize 